The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith with a warm greeting to listeners from Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. To find me in cyberspace, go to comebacktoyoursenses.com, on Facebook, Come Back to Your Senses Radio, or Leah Brenda Smith, and by email, Leah at comebacktoyoursenses.com. Today's conversation is about cranial sacral therapy. The cranial part meaning the cranium and the sacral referring to the sacrum. Cranial sacral therapy is an energy-based healing modality, and all energy-based healing modalities use a gentle approach and start with listening to the body. The practitioner approaches the treatment through states of stillness, accepting things the way that they are, and then moving forward from there. Reiki, bone medicine, Polarity, Shiatsu, Traeger, and Therapeutic Touch are all energy-based healing modalities. And energy-based healing modalities have an overall calming effect on the central nervous system and induce states of deep relaxation, which trigger the parasympathetic nervous system and the body's built-in healing system. And here's just a little reminder. You are a feeling being that thinks, not a thinking being that feels. Your feelings come from your limbic system. They're tactile, they're sometimes visceral, and are often felt in the gut or through your intuition. Cranial sacral therapy evolved from osteopathic medicine which has a muscular skeletal emphasis, also known as the locomotor system. Do the locomotion with me. In the early 90s, osteopathic physician William Sutherland concluded that skull bones are not fused. And he developed a treatment called cranio-osteo. By the way, a hundred years later, there are still those that hold firm to the old theory of the bones in the cranium being fused. Here's a brief account of a discovery. 
Dr. Upledger was assisting with the surgery to remove plaque from the spinal column membrane. He was asked to hold the membrane still while the surgeon removed the plaque. He noticed that he couldn't hold it still. He observed that the membrane had its own pulse that was later termed the craniosacral rhythm. Dr. Upledger developed Sutherland's observations further into a treatment that's now called craniosacral therapy. Now, just a little anatomy to understand the system. The spinal cord is surrounded by a protective three-layered membrane system called the meninges. And these membranes lie within the vertebral column. The outside layer is called the dura mater. The middle layer is the arachnoid membrane. And the innermost layer is the pia mater, which is tightly attached to the spinal cord. The two outer layers, the dura mater and the arachnoid membrane, are bathed in cerebral spinal fluid. In addition to providing nutrients, this lubricating cerebral spinal fluid allows the membrane layers to glide as you move and bend and twist your spine. The cranial sacral system consists of this membrane system, the enclosed cerebral spinal fluid, the physiological structures that control fluid input and outflow, and then the related bones in the cranium down the spine and into the sacrum. The object of cranial sacral therapy is to find areas of restricted movement that compromise function and then to reestablish normal movement. Dr. John E. Upledger was featured in Time magazine as one of America's next wave of innovators. And he is celebrated for his development of craniosacral therapy. This innovative approach that releases tension deep in the body, which in turn allows the body systems to self-correct. Few structures in the body have as much influence over the body's ability to function properly as the brain and the spinal cord. Additionally, few systems have as much impact on the brain and the spinal cord as the soft tissues and fluid that surrounds and protects the brain and the spinal cord. They are referred to as the cranial sacral system. You all know that life can be overwhelming at times to the senses. The brain's bombarded with sensory stimulation 24-7. And the brain can't always process and sort and integrate all of the stimulus. Sometimes the brain wants to shut down for a few moments. Sometimes the stimulus is confusing and overwhelming. And this is especially challenging for people who have sensory processing issues, as is the case for many people with developmental disorders, brain injuries, P 
people that have experienced head trauma or strokes. Over time, these constant stressors cause the soft tissue to tighten, which causes distortion in the cranial sacral system, which results in undue pressure on the brain and the spinal cord. At the very base of all sensory imbalances is an over or under functioning central nervous system. And the central nervous system is the brain and spinal columns communication system in the body. This undue pressure has an adverse effect on the performance of the central nervous system and can have a domino effect on all the other systems in the body. The brain and the spinal cord, the two major components of the central nervous system, require a carefully controlled environment in order to develop and function optimally. The cranial, cranial sacral system is largely responsible for providing this environment. It's a semi-closed hydraulic system, partially made up of the bones in the cranium, face, spine, and pelvis. These bones float in cerebral spinal fluid that move up and down the dural tube in the center of your spine. The bones in the skull are not static. They come together at suture lines in the cranium. Each bone or pair of bones is designed to move in a specific pattern, referred to as flexion and extension. This natural movement is called the craniosacral rhythm. This rhythm is 8 to 12 cycles of flexion and extension per minute. And this is an independent, independent movement, independent from the heart rate and the respiration. Say on average, the heart is about approximately 60 to 80 cycles per minute. Respirations approximately 18 cycles per minute. And again, the cranial sacral rhythm, approximately 8 to 12 cycles per minute. I'll give you an example. The parietal bones are the bones at the top of the head. There's actually two of them, one on the left side and one on the right side. And these bones at the top of the head move in a cycle of extension. Extension is expanding, expanding upward towards the crown and flexion, which is contracting, contracting downwards towards your feet. It's a very subtle, subtle movement. It could be likened to the natural expanding and contracting of the rib cage as your lungs fill with air and then empty as you breathe. Anxiety, trauma, brain injuries, scar tissue, stress, imbalances in sensory processing, all of these things can disrupt the natural craniosacral rhythm. If you follow the above example, 
of the movement of the parietal bones. Recognize that the movement and the rhythm of the bones could be thrown off balance simply from stress. One of the parietal bones may get stuck or linger in that extension position moving towards the crown or the flexion position moving towards the feet. And the result could be a buildup of cerebral spinal fluid in the head. Generally speaking, a buildup of cerebral spinal fluid in the head can result in what we experience as headaches and in some cases, migraines. Pressure in the head is a common pervasive symptom many people with complex disabilities experience on a daily basis. And it's suggested that when attempting to balance the internal pressure, some individuals with disabilities might deliberately exert external pressure by hitting their head with their hands or with an object. Now, this response could be misinterpreted as inappropriate behavior. However, in many cases, it's actually a brilliant attempt on the part of the individual to balance the extreme pressure that they're feeling in their head. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Temple Grandin. She's an, an individual who um, is on the autism spectrum herself. She's a very brilliant uh, a woman and, and um, is a professor and writes books. And she, um, I believe, grew up on a, a farm. And she herself had this incredible pressure in her head. And she created a contraption, if you like, uh, that for her mimicked something that she saw um, used on the farm to uh, uh, work with the, the cattle, bringing them into the, in, to hold them still in the slaughterhouse. And she created a contraption so that she could exert pressure onto her own head to try to balance the um, sensations that she was feeling. However, in cranial sacral therapy, by using a light touch, no more than five grams of pressure, which is approximately the weight of a nickel, a practitioner can palpate the pulses and rhythms in the body and evaluate the health of the cranial sacral rhythm. And then just by using gentle, non-invasive techniques, a practitioner can release the restrictions and bring the cranial sacral rhythm back into balance. Practice shows that restoring the balance automatically improves the function of the central nervous system. And often after only one session, there can be a significant reduction in the frequency and in the severity of this buildup of cerebral spinal fluid in the head. And this results in an overall calming effect on the central nervous system. By complementing the body's natural healing processes, then cranial sacral therapy is increasingly used as preventative care measures because it has that ability to bolster resistance to disease and it's very effective for a wide range of medical problems associated with pain and dysfunction. And I'll just go through a list of some of the things that people have certainly been successful in 
bringing relief, bringing care, bringing balance to uh, by using cranial sacral therapy. So at the top of the list, migraines and headaches, chronic neck and back pain, motor coordination impairments, colic for the babies, people on the autism spectrum, central nervous system disorders, orthopedic problems, traumatic brain and spinal cord injuries, scoliosis of the spine, infantile disorders, learning disabilities, chronic fatigue, emotional difficulties, stress and tension related problems, fibromyalgia and other connective tissue disorders, temporomandibular joint syndrome, more commonly known as TMJ, neurovascular or immune disorders, post-traumatic stress disorder, post-surgical dysfunctions, and the list just goes on. For myself as a craniosacral practitioner, I've been able to help others recover from various ailments, such as tinnitus, that ringing in the ears, migraines, sciatica, that pain that people sometimes feel going from their bottom end down their legs, lower back pain, neck pain, sinusitis, ear aches, kidney stones, and somato-emotional release from a variety of physical, mental, and emotional traumas. And in my work with people with developmental and other disabilities, I was able to provide pain relief to many folks, and specifically people that were experiencing pain, especially in the head, which can be so debilitating. In my mid-20s, I went through a cycle for many months of having headaches on a daily basis. The headaches were relentless, affecting my ability to get a good night's sleep. You know the drill, laying awake in bed, tossing and turning, unable to relieve the pressure in your head. Then someone suggested I receive a craniosacral therapy treatment. I found a chiropractor who also practiced craniosacral therapy. And after only one session, mostly focused on balancing the cranial sacral rhythm in my head, I was headache free and once again able to enjoy a deep interrupted sleep. Individuals who are challenged by imbalances in the vestibular and proprioceptive systems can derive great benefit from adjustments to the craniosacral rhythm through craniosacral therapy. The vestibular sense puts balance into our lives. Sorry, I don't mean it balances your checkbook or your work-rest-play equation, but the vestibular system provides information about movement, about gravity, the changes in head position, it tells us whether or not we're moving or we're still, as well as the direction and speed of our movement. So through the vestibular system, we're also able to determine if we're vertical or horizontal, even when we have our eyes closed. People who have anxiety about heights, 
get queasy on stairs, experience car sickness, and those who are nervous walking on an incline plane may likely have an imbalance in this sensory system. Proprioception. This sense processes information from your muscles and your joints and other parts of your body, and it provides you with unconscious awareness of the position of your body parts in relationship to your other body parts. And you can see you can see your body parts in your mind's eye, even without actually having to touch them with your hand or look at them with your eyes. This, help, this helps you plan. It helps you to position and to grade your movements without always having to use vision to check what you are doing. You can feel this sense working. You know, if you close your eyes, place your right index finger on your nose, and then Touch the same finger on to the tip of your left thumb. This sense also allows you to adjust the force of your throw to match the distance of the other player when playing baseball or other sports. The proprioceptive sense is not infallible, so you may miss your target sometimes, but with repeated practice, your aim will improve significantly. And proprioceptive abilities can be learned through experience and improved through practice. When someone is repeatedly bumping into the wall, having trouble holding their head up, finds it difficult to stand up straight, uses either too little force or excessive force when pushing or pulling or grasping, touching or lifting things, or even when you place objects down, then there's likely an imbalance in their proprioceptive sense. The good news is that frequently, even after one cranial sacral treatment, there can be marked improvement in the functioning of the vestibular and proprioceptive sensory systems. Now, in 2007, I suffered a head injury from a sports accident. As a result of hitting my head, I experienced significant, significant imbalance in my vestibular and proprioceptive senses. Changes in my head position were difficult. It wasn't that it was painful per se. I just needed to be mindful to keep my head in alignment with the rest of my body so that my brain could process the information. As an example, if I was walking, I needed to keep my head straight in front of me in the direction that I was walking. Because when I moved my head out of alignment, it, I, oh, I just became very disoriented. I also noticed it was important to keep my vision close to my body. My ability to visually track things was quite impaired. In an instant, my life had changed. There's so much stress on the central nervous system that my brain, that many things that my brain just did automatically in process became very difficult to execute. Things like, as an example, looking up and down the aisle in a store, finding a file in the computer folder, watching things with moving parts, going from sitting to standing, being in large open spaces, and even rolling over in bed was very scary. It felt 
as if I was free-falling. Speaking without hesitation was challenging and even recalling information that I knew really well. Sometimes I would have to wait for the information to formulate and come into my mind as if the whole brain processing was just slowed way down. And recovery was a very slow process. I went through many plateaus, never knowing if I would fully recover. I had a significant sensory processing disorder and it was difficult to go to family gatherings or parties. The noise of people happily talking, even happy noises, it was just so loud and disorienting. My brain could just not process a lot of the sensory input. I'm happy to report that cranial sacral therapy and brain-based therapy known as functional neurology played a significant role in my recovery process. Yeah, I needed to adapt and adjust to compensate for the temporary loss of many automatic brain functions. But my brain was bruised and it needed time to rest and to heal. It's been almost five years since I hit my head and I'm so grateful that my recovery, I'd say it's somewhere between the upper 80, 90th percentile. Dr. Upledger established the Upledger Clinic in Palm Beach Gardens in 1985. And more than 80% of the children that go and receive treatment there are challenged by some form of sensory integration deficit. So much so that the Upledger Clinic has a specialized treatment room for sensory integration therapy. The room, which uses playtime for that purpose. It's equipped with toys and tools designed to develop the neurological skills necessary to perform everyday functions. Dr. Upledger investigated the effects of cranial sacral therapy on autistic children in Michigan in the 1970s. He spent approximately six months each year for three years searching for the ecological factors in autistic behavior. His research included physical examinations, hair analysis, blood analysis, and craniosacral system analysis. His studies concluded that craniosacral therapy was beneficial in treating autism when it was used to restore the mobility of the craniosacral system. Typical autistic behaviors, including headbanging, thumb sucking, toe walking, and self-injurious behaviors were either alleviated completely or significantly diminished. And in 2000, Dr. Upledger presented his findings before a U.S. government reform committee on autism. In the early 80s, I was introduced to cranial sacral therapy in a small private class in a chiropractor's office in Victoria, BC. Ten years later, I took formal training in Toronto with an instructor from the Upledger Institute and was certified as a cranial sacral practitioner in levels one and two of cranial sacral therapy. But in, the early, in my early exposure to it, 
I found it very challenging to absorb the information with my beta brain, with my logical, linear thinking mind. Yet, fortunately, I noticed that I was able to perceive and receive the information in a more intuitive way. The instructor began naming the bones and describing the subtle movements of the bones within the skull. One by one, as he described the various bones or pair of bones that make up the structures of the cranium and the face, it was as if he was talking directly to my bones and I could feel that subtle movement. I could feel that right inside my skull. I was learning from the inside out, becoming acquainted with the bones that make up the skull and the face and the cranial sacral rhythm by feeling its gentle movement within. I was very fortunate to be able to learn this way. I grew up in a very loud household, you know, 12 people milling about. The TV was usually quite loud and at times voices were raised and, you know, the drill family members get into arguments with each other and people shout sometimes just out of pure frustration, as people sometimes do. Personally, I've always preferred a quieter, gentler environment, no matter what the activity. And as a child and a teenager, I found it emotionally challenging to cohabit with the discord in the environment. It was just too gosh darn loud for me. But in learning craniosacral therapy, it helped me to realize the impact that this loud environment had on my body. I came to understand the tension in my head was due to holding on holding on to my skull as if I was trying to close my ears and block out all the noise. And through a process of being mindful, I learned, I started to learn to just unwind that holding pattern out of my body. So when I noticed the tension in my skull from holding on, I used a positive affirmation, simply saying, Leia, relax your skull. And when I did this, I could feel the tension melt away in my skull and feel myself relaxing. I encourage you to try this simple exercise yourself. It's something that just takes a brief moment that you can do anywhere, anytime. Whenever you notice tension anywhere in your body, simply welcome yourself to let go of the tension, as I did by saying, Leah, relax your skull. It really, really works. In fact, your body is just waiting for your encouragement to come back to your senses, to come back into balance. Remember, every living organism is always looking for homeostasis, always looking for stability and balance. So you have everything working for you on your side. You just need to have a little mindfulness and just try giving yourself the little suggestion just to relax. For many years, I experienced a lot of pain in my ears and in the mastoids, which are those little bones behind the ears, the mastoid bones. I especially noticed this in the fall or in the spring when I'd walk down by the water you know, in the dampness or in the winter months out walking in the snow. 
Yes, I said snow. And if you're listening from a place that's 100 plus degrees, imagine snow and feel yourself cooling down just a little. I would often experience tremendous pain on a long flight, you know, when the plane flies at a high altitude and some of the pilots decrease the altitude quite gradually, while others aren't as smooth and decrease altitude quickly, which can cause great pressure in the head. Receiving cranial sacral therapy was a great help, great help for me with these imbalances. At times I could uh, hear or feel a kind of a stickiness inside the back of my head when I would lay down in bed, you know, feeling that rhythm in my head. And I came to learn that these sensations were being caused by a lack of fluidity in the cranial sacral rhythm and cerebral spinal fluid. So it was a good indication for me that I needed care. To understand cranial sacral therapy, it's helpful to think of it as working from the inside rather than something be applied on the outside and working on the inside. Imagine that the human body is like fluid, a fluid sac in which everything's in motion and everything's connected. And as fluid sacs, we're all connected by atmospheric tides. Sometimes people refer to this as life force. So if a part of the body is blocked, that's which is true when there's trauma or unusual movement pattern because of stress, then that part of the body may not be moving with the whole. A trained practitioner will use touch to listen to the body, gentle touch to detect movement, both normal and abnormal, and to detect inert patterns where the body is stuck or where there may be too much chaotic energy that the body's trying to contain. Stillness is at the core of every movement pattern. Stillness is at the core of our being. The practitioner first aligns with that stillness within themselves, and from there they can detect the movement patterns of the client. There is an inherent treatment plan inside of all of us. The body's always seeking health, and by contact with the practitioner, the client can come to a place of stillness. And it's from that point of stillness that inner corrections are made. From the stillness, the breath of life, primary respiration can breathe into areas where we're blocked. And the result is releasing excess energy and opening areas that were compressed. Often the client will experience deep relaxation. You've got to love that. <laughs> this is one of the natural healing mechanisms of the body. And it, through that, it allows that inner adjustment to occur. Here's a little quote from uh, Eckhart Tolle. He says, when you lose touch with inner stillness, you lose touch with yourself. When you lose touch with yourself, you lose touch in the world. I want to speak with you now about something that's referred to as the therapeutic pulse. It's a good thing. A therapeutic pulse happens when a person's body is in a state of self-correction. 
it can occur anywhere in the body during a treatment. As the amplitude of the therapeutic pulse increases, it comes into the conscious awareness of the practitioner. It's not the cardiac pulse, although sometimes it seems like it's similar when you first experience, but it is a rapid pulse that can be felt like a throbbing in the hands if you happen to have your hands on the place where the therapeutic pulse is occurring. So when the therapeutic pulse is really strong, it may last seconds or even minutes. Its presence indicates that something very good is happening. And after this self-correction is complete, the therapeutic pulse diminishes. And then it once again will become imperceptible. It's good to know that this therapeutic pulse is not specific to cranial sacral therapy. It actually occurs whenever something is releasing and the body's going through a cycle of returning into balance. And you may have noticed that yourself sometime, even when you maybe have had an injury or, you know, you bang yourself and it smarts for a little bit. And you may feel that as the body is repairing that therapeutic pulse of goodness. The other thing I want to mention is something referred to as a still point. And this is achieved when a cranial sacral practitioner is palpating the cranial sacral rhythm. And that just means that they're monitoring the cycles of, as we mentioned before, the extension and the flexion, the expanding and the contracting as the cerebrospinal fluid moves through the body from the cranium to the sacrum, from the top of the head to the base of the spine. And this can happen anywhere in the body. You can feel that rhythm just with a light touch, placing your hands on the body. Often a practitioner will begin the treatment by standing at the feet and just palpating the rhythm in the feet just to get a sense of what's going on. Then during one of the cycles of extension and flexion, the cranial sacral therapist will follow the rhythm, the rhythm from flexion to extension and then resist the body from going into the flexion stage. This is called inducing a still point. And during the still point, everything relaxes. All of the muscle tension melts. The breathing becomes extended as if it's suspended for a few moments or minutes. The individual receiving the treatment will be extremely relaxed and often reports feeling as if they are weightless or even floating. After a few moments or minutes, the practitioner will feel the cranial sacral rhythm pick up again, often returning with more amplitude and symmetry and balance than the before the still point was induced. Here it is, a great self-care remedy for people who suffer from headaches, especially migraines. This remedy induces the still point that I just described. All you need is a large sock and two tennis balls. Place the tennis balls inside the sock. Tie the end so the tennis balls stay together in the sock. Lie down on your bed or couch and feel that bony ridge, it's called the occipital ridge, at the back of your skull, just above your neck. Lay yourself down on the tennis balls and place them just below that bony ridge so that the tennis balls are actually putting pressure on the occipital ridge. 
Then let the full weight of your head relax into the tennis balls. Focus on your breathing and allow yourself to relax into the pressure that the tennis balls are creating on your skull. The pressure created by the tennis balls will stop the craniosacral rhythm for a few moments or minutes, inducing a still point. The rhythm will start up again on its own and you'll feel relief and the rhythm will be more in balance. This is a great way to dissipate a buildup of cerebral spinal fluid in your head. And I encourage you to use this self-help intervention right when you start to feel the first symptoms of a migraine coming on. With early intervention, you can bring your system back into balance before things escalate into a full-blown migraine. You can also use this approach if you're suffering from sciatic, from sciatica, or pain in the base of your spine. In the case of this type of pain, the tennis balls, put them on the sacrum, which is the flat bone just before the tip of your spine. Again, relax into the experience and breathe. The pressure from the tennis balls on your sacrum will inhibit that cranial sacral rhythm, which will again induce a still point. Cranial sacral sessions, they have a flow to them. There's specific hand positions for coming into contact with the bones in the cranium and the face and the jaw. There's diaphragm releases throughout the body and a beautiful cradling movement with one hand on the occipital ridge at the back of the head and the other hand on the sacrum. This move is often done at the end of a treatment and it usually induces a still point and it greatly improves the health of the cranial sacral rhythm. A wonderful bonus is that this move, it can feel as, as soothing as being rocked in a cradle. How lovely. In the second level of cranial sacral therapy, there's techniques for somato-emotional release that are taught, and these releases are paramount in cleaning the body from past emotional, physical, and mental trauma, regardless of the cause, whether it's accidents, injury, abuse, disease, or even self-injurious behaviors. The program also teaches practitioners how to remove energy cysts, which is just a buildup of emotional energy that isn't moving. There's also a 10-point checklist to determine the overall health and function of the cranial sacral system. And then there's something that's referred to as diaphragm releases throughout the torso of the body. And then there's the unwinding of energy of trauma out of the body. As an example, you could apply these unwinding principles to the limbs, the neck, the jaw, the sacrum, anywhere really on the body to allow trauma and held in energy to release. Because everyday stress can accumulate in the human system without being fully discharged. And stress can be viewed as mild trauma that the body never has the opportunity to fully recover from. Physical stress accumulates in the body. And whenever we have trauma or injury, the body, it does its best to accommodate and, and to, to bring things back into balance. 
because this happens, sometimes we feel like we're symptom free, yet we may experience more exaggerated symptoms uh, at a later date. For an example, we may seem to have recovered from an injury in our youth and still, let's say you fell on your tailbone and you don't have any lasting symptoms even after a mild concussion because the body has this ability to adapt to these injuries. But later in life, you may find that if you have a car accident or have a new injury, that suddenly these old injuries seem to surface again because the energy was still held in the body. And cranial sacral therapy can address this accumulated stress. It can track the physical stress, the old lesion patterns, and support the body to correct these, even as far back as birth trauma. And as well, it also activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which always brings deep relaxation and centering and stillness. This is the place of deep renewal. You know, in considering the effects of trauma on the body, it's helpful to understand that the body's natural mechanism in coping with trauma, you know, trauma may be defined as stressful occurrences that are perceived to be threatening, either physically or emotionally or mentally, to your loved ones. And the brain knows this, and the brain tries to uh, work with this. So for the body to be in optimal health, the autonomic nervous system must be flexible and balanced. And in our modern world, there are so many factors that impede this balance. Many of us are living with symptomatic symptoms all the time. We're bombarded with sensations and we have such a busy world and a busy life and our brain is always firing and relaxation is not necessarily the easiest thing. And we experience with our instinctual brain, we perceive things as trauma. We're in that sort of flight-fright response. And if we're not permitted to run or cry out or scream, then this is held in the body. And we see that people, people get stuck in, in a state of being frozen emotionally with trauma. This is dramatically seen in post-traumatic stress disorder. But craniosacral therapy can assist the body to process these frozen places in a gentle, non-intrusive way. It does this by tapping into the body's natural healing mechanism which assists the parasympathetic nervous system back into balance. In the 90s, when I went and uh, took my second level of my formal training with the Upledger Institute, I, intended, I attended that second level of cranial sacral therapy. And the instructor was going through the bones and the skull that we had face that we had learned about in the level one of the cranial sacral system. Yet he was describing it from a different point of view. He was describing different symptoms that people sometimes experience from different types of trauma. He spoke about the jaw, saying that people who have been orally raped 
experience problems in this area of the body. All of a sudden, the words hit me full force. In my mind, I could hear this conversation. Oh my God. That's what it's called. That's what happened to me when I was a young girl. Before that moment, I always referred to those experiences as that thing, that that man did to me. But finally, I had the proper name for what happened. Finally, I could accept the full impact of the experiences. These experiences of early childhood sexual abuse lived inside of me since I was four years old. And unlike some other people who have experienced abuse, I never forgot. Many people forget the trauma is just too much to bear in the conscious mind. The first person that I disclosed this to was my grade 11 science buddy. I had kept silent for 12 years. It was a shock and a tremendous relief to finally be hearing the truth in my cranial sacral therapy class. The new awareness precipitated a healing crisis that was certainly challenging. Yet I was so grateful for being freed. I spent a good part of the lecture portion of the class stretched out on the floor on my belly, taking notes and weeping tears of release and relief and healing. Later, during the hands-on portion of the program, I could feel the trauma starting to release from the tissues in my head and neck and jaw and throat. And I did experience the relief of that still point, the still point of renewal during the occipital release at the back of my head. The experience in my class opened the door. It opened a doorway into layers of holding in my body, layers of trauma, memories, body postures, sensations, emotions, attitudes, tastes, pain, fear, smells, and yes, tears. The process of unwinding that started in the class continued in intervals over a period of years as I was able to clear the trauma that had been held in my body since childhood. Now, we all have issues in our tissues 
we all have had experiences of things that have been traumatic for us at some point in our lives. And it's good to acknowledge, at least be aware, that these experiences are held in the body, are held in the tissues, and whether you're aware of it or not, they do affect our state of well-being, they affect our relationships, they can have a great effect on our moods, and even a great effect on our own feelings of being able to move forward with our dreams and our aspirations and our goals. You know, I used a combination of treatment approaches myself. I used cranial sacral treatments, many years of daily Reiki self-care, definitely mindfulness, and intermittent intervals of therapy, prayer, and I have to say I was blessed with lots of grace to help me recover. You know, the human body, mind, emotions, and spirit are incredibly resilient. I know you all have experiences where you've seen that that is true. And I know that recovery is possible. I have recovered from early childhood sexual abuse and other types of physical, emotional, and mental trauma. You too, you too can recover from the pain that you have endured or continue to endure in your life. There are support services there are skilled practitioners of a variety of different healing modalities and talking therapies that are available to partner with you, to partner with you for your healing. Skilled practitioners, people that have been through the process of recovery themselves, people that are educated and trained to help others to clear trauma, to clear imbalances, to restore health and well-being. Now, there are cranial sacral therapists all over the world. And if you sense that you or someone that you know could benefit from cranial sacral therapy, just do a local search for someone in your area. Or you could contact www.upledger.com. And you can click the link. It's called Find a Therapist link. It has been a great opportunity for me to talk with you about cranial psychotherapy and share some of my personal stories of how this therapy and other therapies have helped me to recover from all kinds of things. And um, I really want to leave you with that message that recovery is possible for everybody. And in fact, you know, we are always in a state of coming back to our senses and recovering our well-being and recovering the truth of who we are. And uh, I am available to partner with you with um, your recovery process. So I thank you for listening and tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. I look forward to bringing another conversation to you next week. And in the meantime, uh, let's relax and enjoy life.
We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.